1: Great to be back with you folks. What an opportunity it is to bring this broadcast across your earways and to be part of your day. Thank you for being part of our community. Thank you for just being, being here with us. And, uh, we think it's pretty cool. We've been continuing on, on the subject of narcissism, all things narcissism and how we come out the other end. So as you can imagine, um, you know there's so many facets to this and so we want to talk about one today and the one we're going to talk about today is making new friends keeping good old friends doing those things because one of the things that comes along my friend kevin with me as always is uh, say good morning kevin where you at these days
2: <laughs> good morning i am um in las vegas
1: Praise God. Welcome to uh, Sin City there. When I was a kid, I remember my uncle telling me it's the only city in the world you could drive in and... uh $3,000 $3,000 car and leave on a $35,000 bus. Now that the prices have changed the whole bunch, since <laughs> I, but there's some That's people good. that go out there and gamble like crazy. It's probably now drive in on a $50,000 car and drive out on a $150,000 bus. But, uh,
2: Well, I, I tell you, I was talking on the way here yesterday, I left the high desert of Barstow, Fort Irwin area, now near Nellis air force base. But on the way here, I was talking to a guy I used to pastor and he said, uh, he Said headed to, you are going to do some uh, investment out there in Vegas? And I said, Well, you know, you know, givings, givings low, offerings low, whatever. I said, You think it'd be a good investment if I take what I have and just try to get a quick turnaround here at the tables? Uh-huh. And we just he roared and I roared and we just both said, Yeah, that's, that'd be good.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I remember I was trying to show my boys in Germany years and years ago. Uh, this would be 30 years ago now, probably, or coming up on 30 years. But I, I remember we were out in uh, um, uh, Garmisch. Uh, Garmisch. Uh, it's in Bavaria in Germany, right above Austria and Italy. And uh, I remember we were there, and there was a hotel called the Patton Hotel. And, uh, and, and while we were there, they had all these one-armed bandits in the, uh, you know, up in the hallways and all that. And the kids were looking at them. And I remember I had a Euro coin in my pocket and I told them, you want to see how quickly you can lose money here? And I threw that Euro coin there and I pulled the arm. And when I did, I won 200 euros. <laughs> and I said, boy, isn't the devil right on time. <laughs> but <laughs> luckily, uh, I, of yeah. course I'd never do that again in a million years. Uh, but luckily my boys have, uh, yeah. we don't you know, do lotteries, gamble, and anything like that. And I will never no. again for the rest of my life. Even thirty years ago, um, I I will never again for the rest of my life. Obviously, pull on something like that. But you know, I wanted to talk about it as we go through and we look at these uh, different things that happen to us. And just mentioned it a minute ago that we want to talk about making new friends. New friends, perhaps the hardest thing that we go through with narcissistic abuse is the feeling of no value, you know, we devalue ourselves, we devalue those things about us, those character traits, those characteristics about us. Remember, character is who we are. And so we begin begin questioning our own character because we've been hurt by a narcissist. We start saying, well, maybe I am the knucklehead this person said I am. Maybe I am of no value. And if we're not careful, we'll end up, we'll find ourselves laying on the couch watching reruns of NCIS or whatever your weapon of choice is there with TV, and we'll find ourselves not wanting to go anywhere. We'll just go back and forth to work. We'll, we'll find ourselves questioning whether anybody would ever want to have a friendship with us, whether anybody would ever care about us. And, and at this point, I think it's important that I give you a warning and say, listen, there's certain places that we make friends as Christians we you know we don't go to the bar and club we don't go to the one arm bandits we don't we 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 go to our local church we join our church we're wrapped up we go to the groups that would involve us at work and i think there's some traits we look for biblically and that's what we're going to talk about today is these traits we look for what reminds us of a biblical friend and i start right off And Proverbs 17, 17, a friend loveth at all times and a brother is born for adversity. You know, that's reminding us that true friends stick with us even in difficult times. Even when times are tough, even when life is upside down, even when in the midst of narcissistic abuse, maybe you came out the the other side with a true friend, somebody who loves you at all times, and a man that have his friends. Now, a man that hath friends over in Proverbs eighteen, twenty four. This was something that uh, Kevin and I did not too long ago. Uh, show himself friendly. But there is a friend that sticketh closer to our brother. And, and that verse encourages us to be friendly and be open to making new friends and understand that that friend that sticketh closer to our brother is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So, so Kevin, we look at this, and there's a couple rules right out of those first two verses. True friends always love us. True friends are with us in the middle of craziness. True friends are there. Uh, they're always there. And then, And then we're reminded that a man that hath friends— you can't give up on those friends. You have to show yourself friendly. You have to work out those relationships and remember that the greatest guide for all friends, for all love, for everything is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So when you think about a friend, Kevin, and you're here at this point, what are you thinking?
2: Well, you know, the Bible is very, um, very full of of things. I mean, it's just like a, uh, uh, as they say, a Bevy of <laughs> verses about friendship, and uh, I love every one of them because when you when you read it, it just is like a um, a lens that lets you see who the real friends are in Scripture and maybe what you've done to to allow someone into your life who is not a friend. And so, you know, there's those two sides of it, and the Bible addresses both of them. But, um, you know, I, when I think of it, first of all, a narcissist, I think if there's a narcissist in your life, let's turn the lens, first of all, on, on that individual, as far as, you know, why that person should not be a friend and why you may have to, um, uh, Put boundaries up between you and that person where you felt they were a friend and you've become overly vulnerable to them and they took advantage of it. The Bible says in Proverbs 22, 24, make no friendship with an angry man and with a furious man thou shalt not go. And of course, man, you, you could apply it to man or woman, boy or girl. Uh, if something's angry, you could apply it to dogs for crying out loud. You know, you don't want uh, to bring a dog home from the shelter that is just, that feels every human is their enemy. And so if you get a, a narcissist, you know, the Bible talks about these evil men that are brute beasts. It it, it talks about in the Old Testament and the New Testament, these are brute beasts that speak evil of things that they understand not. That's a narcissist. And these people are just like having an angry gorilla around. And um, you may make them happy by giving them a banana every once in a while, but you cannot turn your back on them. So so on one hand, the Bible warns us about making friendship with, with a narcissist. All right. But if you're in that friendship, then what you want to do is, um, you know, the term gray rocking, we talked about that on on one episode, gray rocking is where you set a boundary up where you no longer share important, vulnerable things with that individual because the narcissist will turn it on you you are giving ammunition to him or her. um, And and you just, for your own spiritual sanity, you don't want to share. I I know there's someone in my own life um, growing up that, that I had to stop calling up and saying, Hey, this great thing happened to me because it got to be the point that they, they not only were unimpressed, they turned it against me. And it was like, uh, I remember one time I called and said, Hey, guess what? I'm looking at the Pacific ocean. Wow, man, this is the Pacific. I grew up near the Atlantic, so yeah. it's a big deal. And and I said, Hey, look at the Pacific ocean in this picture. And they're like, why would I like that? Man, it looks just like the Atlantic. And it's like, okay, so deflate, <laughs> deflate and throw it back at me. Well, at that point, you know, there was a long series of those things. I thought this person is not a friend. But I was able then to, to kind of gray rock them off and say, I am not going to stoop and throw my pearls before the swine, so to speak, with this individual. They're, they're, they're not a true friend because a true friend rejoices at the heart of his other friend or, or rejoices with them. Instead, I'm going to um, find these friends and say, hey, these these are the people when I say hey what do you think about this not I get it if I'm immature a friend is going to say you know uh, wake up you're being a kid here you know but that's different than saying you know well the pacific looks like the atlantic to me there's they're they're projecting their own dissatisfaction with life onto you you don't need that it's not right it's not they're not doing right and so you gray rock them off you say well i'm just going to be a gray rock huh Yeah. So all the Pacific. Yeah. But to someone else, that's your friend. You're going to say, man, I really am thanking God because the waves are so much bigger here and it's just different. And there's rocks out there, big rocks out in the ocean. It's pretty cool
1: looking. Yeah. We got to hold that thought, brother. Hold that thought. Folks, listen, we're so glad to have you with us. Hang with us. We got to let these radio stations do what they must do.
0: return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements.
1: So Kevin's wrapping up a story there and I, I'm sorry about that brother. We just hit that time. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot to set my timer there. Yeah, brother. Um no, I was I was really done. Yeah, it's it's just a matter of friendship. You know, if if you have someone who is hurting you as you're trying to be friends with them, then go find another friend. However, the uh, the tag at the end of this is if you if that first friend is a narcissist, whether it's a spouse or whether it's someone else, that narcissist will, you know, the the saying is hell hath no fury like a narcissist when he's exposed. So if you if you derive um, strength from another relationship, you will become you know the thrice fo- threefold enemy. Yeah. So um, yeah, be careful when that triangle starts; it's going to be dangerous. But yeah. Praise God for the good friends. We need them.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, as Kevin Epley spoke about gray rocking and triangulation and that, that idea of triangulating somebody. I remember that, it's one of the few things I remember from psychology class back at Northern Virginia Community College back in the day. It's it, its again, it's, it's all this thought among the narcissists to create a power imbalance. Uh, again, they need to be the go-to person, they need to be the leader, they need to be the author of joy, they need to, they almost wanna take a place of God in your life, be careful friends as we, but when we think about friends they're the opposite of that that's why it's so great that kevin brought that up and they're the complete opposite of that if it be possible as much that lieth in you live peaceably with all men so we want to live peacefully but at the same time we want to get rid of those knuckleheads that cause us these problems so we're encouraged to seek peace if we've been down that reconciliation road and believe me you've been down it a hundred times if you've been rid of the real narcissist you move forward so you find that friend that makes it easy to live peaceable You find that friend that's godly. You find that friend that loveth you at all times. You find a friend um, that's there with you when times get hard. You know, so I did this research, and this is going to mess you up. So if you ask a guy, what is the most important attribute of somebody to be a best friend? And what does a best friend do for you? What's something you can rely on them to do? Now, guys, now this is a secular study, so I'm being upfront with you. But this is what guys say. They'll come and get me out of jail no matter what time day or night it is. <laughs> now, <laughs> folks, no one's ever had to come to get me out of jail. I just want to point that out to you. But I've heard that said as a guy thing. I've even heard preachers say that, you know, that's a guy right there that I can call from jail in the middle of the night. Now, on the women's side of thing, it's completely different. They're, what they look for for attributes of a good friend. And again, this is a secular study. You know, if I'm sick, they'll hold my hair I can trust him around my boyfriend. So, this is how the world is looking at what friendships mean to them. I say that to you, and it's, 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 It may seem like a little funny spin, and it did make me smile, but now that I look back and we talk about what God's attributes are, what he's talking about, we should find in a friendship, somebody who loves us all the time, somebody who's going to hang with us uh, when the bad times come. Uh, We're going to have to be those people that hold on to those friendships. We're going to have to work them, and that's hard. That's hard when you come off of this narcissistic uh, springboard and craziness and you've been hurt. It's hard sometimes to pick up the phone and say, hey, Kevin, I just wanted to call you to see how you're doing. Love you, brother. Hope you're doing well. That's hard when you've been beat up. That's hard when you're hurting because you're afraid that that voice who's going to answer the phone Is going to be one of those things where, uh, you know, all of a sudden there's going to be gray rocking going on and they're going to position themselves to be my God. and, and so it's very important that we realize we can trust again. Friendships are okay. It's all right to pick up the phone. It's trust in the Lord with all thine heart. We remember that, right? Uh, over in, in Proverbs 3, 5, we just trust God. It's, it's better to trust in the Lord than to put our confidence in men. So we have a, I think we have a responsibility here, Kevin, as we go through these things to understand what the world is looking for in a friend is not what God tells us to look for in a friend. What God tells us is somebody who loves at all times, someone who's there when times aren't good, and then we have a responsibility just as much as them to work on our friendship.
2: Mm, yeah. You know, the uh, what you're saying here is so good, um, except the part of holding your friend's hair. I think oh, you meant oh, hand.
1: <laughs> no, holding their hair while they get sick. So in other words, when oh. they're vomiting, yeah, it's, it's a long
2: story. Oh, but, uh, oh there uh, you go. Girls have long
1: hair. They don't want the vomit to get anyway. way. Hey,
2: <laughs> my apology. That's excellent. I mean, I'm glad I asked. That's, 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 can you imagine that? I'm suddenly picturing. Yeah. So, um, no faith for the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Um, an enemy pretends to be your friend. So on the narcissistic end, like I was saying before, there's someone who's deceitful and they, um, they. If you're their friend, you are there to be used and you are there. The the term I I was introduced to the term monkey swinging, which means they swing from tree to tree because in that one tree, you know, there there's this banana, this coconut, this, but they'll swing to the next. And there's no loyalty and, and, but faith for the wounds of a friend. So, you know, you can, if, if. If a friend wounds you with friendly talk, or if you wound that friend with friendly talk, you know, ouch, ouch. You know, it really hurt me that you said that. But they're a friend, and it's and it's fa- they're faithful about it, and they're they're not trying to hurt you, and they respond when you say, "Ouch, that hurt." With you know, I'm I'm sorry. I just felt it needed to be said. Th- there's just a different way. You're not there to extract something from them. You're there to to try to give something to them, even if it hurts, because you know they're so wounded that they need this ouchy medicine, and and so you're going to be the one that you you realize no one else is going to do this. I'm going to be there. I'm going to like you said, hold their hair. That's actually a pretty good description. I'm going to be the one that's there when they need it the most. When they're like, go away, just let me suffer alone. No. I'm going to be here with you. Look at your hair um, while you're throwing up here. You know, it's just, it's just good stuff. So yeah, brother, um, the wounds of a friend uh, versus the the kisses of an enemy here in the Bible. Um, I was going to share one more thought here and then I'll hand it back to you to wrap it up. But you know, in the book of Exodus, Moses went to the children of Israel who were under narcissistic abuse. And um, these taskmasters um, when when they thought when when the thought of escape became known to the masters to the taskmasters, the taskmasters turned the thumb screws down tighter, and they were so miserable, brother, that the next time their friend Moses came by, um, the response that that they gave was it says that uh, they wherefore they hearken uh, not to them. For, for the cruelty of their bondage, I'm trying to find it here, but the idea was that they, they, they were trying to make good friends, they were trying to triangulate to, to, to a better way, but the first narcissistic friend made it so miserable, so awful that they were no longer able to enjoy their new friend. And I think it's something we need to be aware of and look out for as well, that when we first reach out and try to gray rock off the original narcissist in our life and try to get a real friend, that that original narcissist is going gonna, is gonna to say, okay, if you want to be that way, you don't appreciate me. Why don't you do this by yourself? Go make straw, uh, make brick without straw. And uh, the next time Moses showed up after that, they said, go away. Life has become miserable because of you. But a real friend will even recognize that.
1: Yeah, praise God. You know the Bible says over in First Peter four eight, and above all things have fervent charity, love among yourselves. Charity cover a multitude of sins. Use hospitality one to another without grudging, as every man have receiveth again. Even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Your friends will bring you to God. Your friends will bring you closer to God. Your friends will love you at all times. Your friends will be there when times are bad. If you you don't have a friend like that, it's okay, let's go get you some. Tomorrow, we're gonna to talk about the local church and how you can find yourself in a good one if you're not there already. We sure do love you, Lord bless you, thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Health for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name, while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at woundedspirits.com. May God bless you.